Hi, welcome to Darwin's Family Crest with uh, Derek Sollenberger and Jeremy Brubaker. Um, how are you feeling, brother? What's going on with you today? I'm good. We're the number one podcast in Tyrone, Pennsylvania, according to my stats, and nobody can question me. I love that. <laughs> Fantastic. I um, haven't I haven't investigated, but this is a no fact checking podcast. What we say is final. I like to feel like I like to I feel like ah, royalty. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I sort of feel like we're gonna be killing it in Perth too. So um, let's uh, let's let's keep rocking it in Perth, um, dude. I'm fucking sick of summer. Are you sick of fucking summer yet? Like you know, when I was a kid. I loved summer, hated winter. Now I'm just starting to think I hate everything. Because, like, the fucking swampiness this year is crazy. I'm just so tired of buying two different types of deodorant. I just, I am tired of having underarm and underleg deodorant. And then I'm asking them to do different things. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a sweaty fucking mess. And when it's not raining, it's humid as shit and vice versa. There's just no happy medium anymore. You know, they had um, they had like wild storms uh, this this weekend. Uh, my wife and kid lost power um, for, I think, like five or six hours. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And I was a nervous wreck because I work an hour away from my kids uh, and my wife. And I, under normal circumstances, we would spring for a hotel if it was all of us. Yeah. Uh, we would just spring for a hotel. And um uh, I was something that my wife wasn't really comfortable with doing with me not being here. And I, I gotta tell you, she messaged me, um, uh, when the power came on and I don't think she's ever put that many exclamation points after when she said that I love you <laughs> that she did after she said the power came back on. <laughs> And I, I respect that. I respect yeah. her for that. Sure. Electricity <laughs> is lovely. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I really am tired of summer. I'm fucking sick of sweating. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of only being able to wear like four, like maybe four colors of cl- clothing and three of them are black. Yeah. Like I'm over that shit. I mean, I, I have this gene that just causes me to just my body just rings itself out like a sham wow all over the whatever clothing I happen to be wearing. And I just I just feel like this isn't an original thought at all, not a hot take, nothing like that. But uh, we used to have fall and spring, which were my faves, and like my God, now it's six months of scorch ass heat and then six months of ice, you know? So sick of of like sweating in september you used to be able to like take a fucking walk in september and now oh, like, yeah hay rides and shit no doubt man like I, like you can't you can't go like i remember going to uh you know yeah again like haunted hay rides fucking haunted houses at the tail end of september because it was actually chilly and you yep. bought into the fact that like hey corn's dying corn's nope. not dying in september anymore nope <laughs> and and it's it's because Al Gore's right or Thanks, something. Thanks, Monsanto. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Uh, you know what? I sort of feel like I sort of feel like uh, uh, the Cars and Rick Astley and everybody in the '80s used too much hairspray, and that's why we only have two seasons. Oh so, shit! I think you're but, right. Um, but it's it, that's probably true too. Um, 
You know, I I don't want to get too far. I, actually, I, I want to get far I away. From I want to get as far away as I can. Here's a question yeah. for you. Um, if you were to if you were to say Rick Astley or Millie Vanilli, which one was going to get caught up with their voice not being the real voice coming out of their head? Would you have guessed Millie Vanilli before Rick Astley? Because no. to look at that scrawny looking guy, you wouldn't think that'd be his voice, but that's his voice. Millie Vanilli, at least it was believable, you know, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't them. I'm with yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't expecting whenever like whenever that whole that whole thing unraveled for them, I, I was as caught off guard as I was like really really disappointed in my own taste in music at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know what? You know what's sad though? It's kind of like the norm now. Everybody has fucking backing tracks. I saw Slipknot and you can hear backing tracks. You know, it's like. Come on, guys. The the first real, I guess, I guess it was probably ninety nine, um, ninety nine or two thousand. It was it was whenever uh, Stain's Dysfunction came out. It, that was the first time that I I was really like disappointed that uh, that there were you know there were vocal pedals and that kind of thing that mm-hmm. that, were, that were used. Um, I mean, and to <laughs> to know actually, it, it probably shouldn't really. When you when you when you see Aaron Lewis's track record now yeah, and yeah. The, the huge hunk of turd that he is now, it's He's probably the not Darius Rucker, man. Boys, I mean, but, but maybe worse because because he is he That's is not true. even like he doesn't even like his own fans. Yeah, I know. Like Darius Rucker, you knew what you were getting at into with. Hootie and the Blowfish, you know, and when he did his solo stuff, it's like, that's not a far removal, you know, it's, I mean, we're getting dangerously close to Warsnop territory again, but no, Aaron Lewis, literally, literally. That's a scorching take right there. But Hootie I mean, and Warsnop in the same sentence. Fucking, <laughs> but look Go at on. Aaron Lewis and what he's doing now and hating on his fans and leaving shows and shit because people are getting too rowdy. It's like, motherfucker in 98 and 99 2000 like break the cycle dysfunction were both fucking great albums it kind of went downhill after that but i loved those albums maybe it's maybe it's who i was in 98 through 2000 but i thought they were solid albums yeah um we talked a couple times about how i worked at um i worked at the wall and fye and that kind of thing um what an interesting thing about working there in the in the uh, uh, the end of the 90s was we constantly got promotional stuff sent to our our stores and um, uh, we had a really super small store when we worked at uh, the wall and there was only seven of us and two of them uh, two, two of the uh, the cats were, uh, were were like like uber part time. So yeah. it was really just the five of us that were. So you're talking seven on one shift or seven across all shifts? Shit, we'd be happy if we had three on on a Saturday, like yeah. it, like uh, it, the week of Christmas. Like that was we we were just I mean, and as as short staffed as we always were, I, we didn't want to hire anybody else because it was kind of one of those like like. It was almost a cult in a way where it was like, ooh, got you, got one of us, you know, like, like, <laughs> like, 
you had to play like hide and seek under the browsers and you had to find everybody within a two minute period and stuff like that. And we would yeah. give each other clues. Like it was, it was the whole bit. Like you had to be tolerant with the fact that the general manager, like, like was going to show up 40 minutes late and he was going to smell like prostitute. Um, <laughs> you know, just, just, just certain things. But I mean, it was a great place to work as a, as an 18, 17, 19 year old, um, during that period. Oh, um, I would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, I, I to, um, we used to get a lot of uh, promos sent to the stores, uh, maybe maybe sent by the bands, but largely sent by, um, you know, the uh, the record companies that were just trying to get things out there. Oddly enough, like the, like uh, a promo that I, I took from the store uh, or I'm sorry, that was I, I was able to claim from the store. I've got two of them. Uh, the first one was uh, Disturbs Down with the Sickness. And then the second one was was uh, Dysfunction by uh yeah yeah by by stained and yeah uh, yeah i i I beat the hell out of both of them obviously i mean for obvious reasons because of the time and um because they were uh, for their sound they were both pretty they were pretty like on the edge of maybe not cutting but you know they were they were sounding a little different for the time yeah um you know it's funny i uh actually i uh I got the Dysfunction album and Dopes, Felons, and Revolutionaries. I think they came out the same week. That could be wrong. No fact-checking me, please. But uh, they were definitely on a uh, shelf at Target. Target stores used to have a uh, new music shelf that I would run to because you would see stuff like brand new five dollar cds and shit so i got stains yeah. dysfunction and dopes felons and revolutionaries for five bucks a piece and they oh. were both pretty fucking solid albums for five bucks yeah. were you a fan of dope from the jump like i mean did you hear I that mean, that, album? Was their, that was their first fucking album and i had it i believe the week it came out and yeah i i dug it it was something different it was like it just sounded like a druggier Marilyn Manson or something to me, you know? Uh, it's so funny because I, I, it's, it just goes to show you just the, the, I, I mean, even if it's, I, I, there are just times that our two years are just, are just ever so slightly uh, skewed. Although we were being exposed to the same music at like during that time. Yep. Uh, and, and it's, it's crazy because I was so Uber like dark I, like at your at your like 16 17 years which would be which would have been you know it would have been during that time where I'm kind of getting away I'm not getting away from it but I'm 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 sort of not fully dedicated to it yeah uh, I I cuz I the one thing I'll, I'll I'll let you know is is we we were we were able to play pretty much whatever we wanted. We had kind of like carte blanche to play whatever we wanted in the stores um, during that time. As, as long as uh, the edits like weren't egregious. So like if you had to go up and, you know, take a fuck out of one of the songs, if it was just one of the songs, as long as it wasn't like a, 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 a like a PA where you had to go up there and like, 
literally turn the like, turn the volume down on it yeah, <laughs> for like every yeah. other song you know i you like you weren't playing like you you, you couldn't play uh anything anything that fred durst was doing at that point <laughs> you know um yeah. <laughs> obviously not that you would have anyways mm. but i might um, have well that's fair i, I was I, embarrassingly I, into them man I, I was told you too. before. <laughs> like I know, like, I was too. I was god damn it, I was too. Oh, I you know what? I, I was thinking when we were talking t shirts the other day, one of the coolest band t shirts I ever had was a Limp Biscuit t shirt. It was a clown marionette thing that was holding the strings with the words Limp Biscuit and it just yeah. it was creepy and cool. I think I was in um I think that was in their first uh that was in the liner notes of their first album. I'm almost really? positive it was, yeah. Yeah, I, I had the shirt that everybody, I had, like, during that time, I had the, the two shirts that everybody had. Um, I had the Limp Biscuit is Better Than Everybody shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, just block letters, black uh, black shirt, you know, the, the, with the with the white blocks and then the black lettering. And then I, I had the, uh, the, the corn shirt with the three Adidas stripes cut out of it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, everybody had those shirts. Uh, like, it was... It was Man. prerequisite. Man. You know, especially where I lived. Talking uh, about this era just reminded me of the band Cold. Do you remember Cold? Yeah, I do. God damn. Man, I, I, I think about them and get into a cold kick for like a month at a time. And then I forget about them for a couple years because they're just yeah. not as good anymore. But I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's wild because I don't know that they were as good as what we were thinking they were whenever we were listening to them when we were. But, Probably not, but <laughs> 13 Ways I, to Bleed on stage was still fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I didn't, I, I think I saw them as a consolation prize uh, uh, for, um, I, I'm not positive, but I, I, I think that they may have, have been um, on that Pledge of Allegiance tour. Um, that I saw uh, Slipknot System of a Down. Uh, I, I, I'm again. I, I can't. I can't swear by that. Yeah. Um, but I saw them at Bryce. I, I mean, I, that I saw that at, at Bryce Jordan. Um, I wasn't there for them, but they sort of they sort of remind me. Remember the band Raw? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they sort of they sort of like they're one of those fringe bands that like that they they just they, they sort of snuck into your into your riff and. You know, they just took up a little bit of a little bit of that negative space. Yeah. Just for, just Seven for that. Dust. Seven Dust has always been that band for me. They've been right at the precipice of breaking through for like 25 years, and it's ridiculous to me because they're fucking awesome. Yeah, I love Seven Dust. I I think Home is 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 a it is it's a front to back. Oh yeah. Kind of album. Yeah, uh, that album. I, still rock that i still have that on my phone you know i do too i have it on my phone too um i, I that was one of my short list acoustic um I, I wanted to learn how to play denial acoustically um because i i thought it would play really well at like a bonfire or something like that you know something yeah uh, because it's not if you play it acoustically you don't need that crazy range that that uh, that lejean has yeah um you know, and it's and I feel like it can sort of respond respond to a couple of different, um, you know, meters, if you will. Like if, you know, if, if you're playing it sober, you can kind of kick it up a little bit. If you're if you're a couple of drinks in, you can drop it down, play a little slower, miss, <laughs> miss, yeah. miss, miss, 
miss a bridge or two and still and still just denial seems <laughs> to come Fuck you know yeah. just yep. just embellish all the god's love out of it hell yeah um, i like it though um uh, fuck summer anymore um that, that's <laughs> that, that's that, that, that's not going to be the tale this this episode though um watch me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then don't pitch me then for it Uh, Uh, but um so we were talking about this a little bit off camera and um i i I promised that i'd get into this a little deeper but not go too not too cold call here but um i watched a movie this week and it's not even a movie that i don't think or that i think that i can recommend anybody watch because they're going to start to question not just my taste in movies, but whether or not I, I should be recommending anything to anybody. <laughs> um, Copy. Um, I, it's it's a movie. Uh, it's from IFC Films. Uh, it I don't I don't know for the life of me what it did. It couldn't have done shit in the box office because God help me, I don't know what theater in Pennsylvania would have showed it. Um, but it's a Matt Dillon active film. Uh, and it's called uh, The House That Jack Built. And this movie, essentially, it chronicles... Uh, it, uh, Jack is an engineer, and he he designs houses, buildings, things of that nature. But he has these um, uh, obsessive-compulsive tendencies that keep him from succeeding um, as an engineer, Uh with his houses, buildings, and that kind of thing, but somehow uh, land him as a fantastic serial killer. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I, there's no. This isn't a true story. This is this is a completely manufactured um, uh, uh, story. Um, the the uh, the director, I God help me, I, I I should have done a little bit more back uh, background on it. Um, he's he's done a lot of like super pensive like foreign films uh sort of of the of not of this ilk but they're more narratives um they're sort of first person movies um but basically it's a the if i had to sum this up with one sentence jack is a serial killer that cleans up after he kills somebody. Okay. And and his like his neuroses keep him um, and put him in utter utter terror um, to the point that he, he runs the risk of further incriminating himself whenever yeah. he's actually out free Scott just clean out. Yeah. He get he gets away with it because it's happening in a really podunk town. Um. And I'm only going to highlight a couple items of this, uh, and then I'm going to get to like why why I actually think that this this sort of lands um, uh, for uh, for me. Uh, f- the first the first thing is I um, <laughs> I there is a super direct lineage um, whether you are you're a fan of of um, you know, of, 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 of the, like the history of, of, 
like psychopathy or that kind of thing. I went to school for psychology, so I am I am thoroughly interested in um, human behavior. And um, the one thing that seems to be resounding is um, if you are a, you know a, a young lad that takes to sort of hurting animals and like disfiguring animals to see what happens. Um, we need to put it down. We need to put the pup down at that point. Um, because it's, it's, it's way, it is, it is super, super, um, it, it lands every time. I, I, it's, it's not, I wasn't sure if that was a fiction thing that was just, kind of like became urban legend in tv and stuff but that's that's legitimate i think honestly i think it's i think they wanted to turn it into a scare tactic so so it would you know it would discourage further kids from harming from harming uh animals it's it's first of all it it didn't work because it came out if when they when they when they pitched it uh i would imagine it it was either way too early or it was way too quiet um, or these places or these, you know, I mean, again, it's, it's sort of one of those things where if you live in a, in a rural or enough, uh, uh, like a rural enough place, you're not bothered by the idea that you're, you're spending a lot of time by yourself, like just farming up ideas. I, yeah. I mean, cause ideally what you are doing is you're thinking about ways to get away with shit. Um, you know, and, but that, but that's literally, that could be true with any kid, but it doesn't have to be, um, to the extent that if you like, like not to like, to get back to the the movie though, just real quick, Jack as an eight year old, uh, lured a little duckling into a, um, uh, a net, uh, into a fishing net and at first he started petting it and that kind of thing and it didn't go as dark as where you think it's going uh he had a pair of tin snips and he cut the the one little duck's uh webbed foot off so the duck would just swim in a circle and then he just gives this this the, the camera a dead look and they just sit on that look for 15 seconds like that's the kind of movie that that, that i'm talking about here like uh, that's why I don't know if it's a necessarily a recommendation, but I, I feel like I've gained something since watching it. And I don't know that what kind of person that makes me either. Um, Are I, you I, coming out as a serial killer? No, no, not, not, pers- not, 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 per se. not yet. <laughs> no, no, it's, I, I've, <laughs> but I on H H Holmes on me or something. <laughs> uh, I made a murder house. I mean, a happy house. Come visit. <laughs> no, what are, you, what are you referring to though? I'm not really following. Right, so I, I guess I, I guess what the reason the reason that this that this movie landed with me is because I I feel like it, like maybe maybe it was the the perfect storm that is that is this this show because the the you know the, the sheer uh, yin and yang of of a psychopath uh, clean freak is is I mean it's 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 art in a way and I, it's 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 sort of it's sort of perfect uh, because it it finds a way to complement itself 
Um, and I sort of feel like, you know, I don't know that we're like, we're not, I don't know that we're, we're pretty good. We're pretty matched at this point. Perfect is, is a little strong, but I, I am totally, uh, critical and, and I am, I am methodic when it comes to these shows. Um, <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. I'm like always trying to get back to something that oh, yeah. we were talking about before. And, and I'm like a motherfucking train wreck. You're I, no, I, I just, I, I love it because you know, I'm, I, again, I, I'm a, I'm a physicist trying to create a, an absolutely like a, like a, a sturdy bubble. Um, and, and while I shake the test tubes, <laughs> you're just, you're just, you're just the, the guy in a duck suit, just popping all the bubbles that I, that I, that I make. And I that's love that. That's, that's what makes me, it, it, it puts such a, like a, like a vivid smile on my face because I, and it, and I've, and I, I've only found this out, I guess, through I, like recent work that I've done on the, um, on the shows. And I'm finding out that just letting go and turning loose really does. It, it, it makes me happier, whatever I go back through and I listen to it. Um, and I, I guess, I guess that's, that's sort of what, what, um, you know, what, what brings, what brings me to this point is that, is that, you know, we, we are, we're always, we're, we're always fighting to have, you know, the perception of something uh, that, that, we really don't necessarily embody. Um, by the way, real quick, again, being a little random here, uh, Matt Dillon does absolutely smash Uma Thurman in the face with a jack nice. uh, within, within 10 minutes of that movie. Like so, a blackjack or like a carjack? Uh, no, uh, yeah, a carjack, uh, a, a misfunctioning one. After she ch- yeah, yeah, she chides him for about, um, about five minutes about how his red van makes him... Uh, the perfect serial killer. Um, but he's too much of a wuss to do or too much of a puss to do it. Oh shit. And he's like, uh, bitch, I'm already doing it. So, (laughs) and she, yeah. And she turned out to be number one. And, uh, um, yeah, about 60 people later, uh, he's, uh, he's making a, he he actually made a wallet out of one of the women, the woman's tits. Uh, like, yeah, cut it out. That kind of thing. See, again, I don't want to give all this away. It's just nice. Yeah, it is. It is. And again, did he did he present it to her? It's what? Uh, well, no, no, no. It was, it was weathered. He had been using it for a while. It ah. was more, um, more like a coin purse. But don't think of like a like a like a sack. Like think, think more like the, um, a like a bill, pool, if you will. Yeah. Um, it was a period movie. Um, and like it happened, like it happened at a certain point. I think it was in the late '80s or something like that. Not that he was, yeah, he went, no, let's move on from that. Uh, <laughs> Copy. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to delve into how this wasn't a period movie. Um, Did or, we talk about Hereditary? Have you watched Hereditary? Yeah, you, yeah, dude, you told me about it and, and I, it's, it's slipped through the queue um, on Amazon Prime or on, on Prime Video for me. Oh, it doesn't matter. I just wanted to know if you've seen a certain scene yet without... I'm trying to be spoiler-free podcast, but like, right. my God, if if and when you see that, text me, let me know because there's a scene you'll know the scene when you see it. It fucking, it made me feel bad. Like, 
I might have to turn this off bad. Like Clockwork Orange singing in the rain, forcible rape bad. Like, yeah. true story. I turned Clockwork Orange off at that scene. Never watched it again because I uh, I don't need to be watching rape scenes. Yeah, no, that's fair. I I totally. I mean, I totally get that. Uh, I, I I understand like, it's fiction and everything, but even just like if it's well acted, man, I don't even want to be in that juju. You know what I mean? I don't want to be in the fucking same ballpark as someone getting raped. You know? Well, what worries me is is the time frame from when that movie was shot because there was some questionably like shot uh, scenes in movies for like a a six to ten maybe eleven year period oh yeah uh, that was kubrick too right it was kubrick yeah he did some fucked up shit he did he did a lot he did a lot of I, but i i am a i am like for for what he is i i'm a super like i'm a kubrick fan because like maybe not for the storylines that he does maybe not for like the like just strictly topical for yeah. what for what he makes movies about I like I really enjoy the way that he incorporates music into like the mood um, that, uh, that that you're supposed to be feeling whenever a certain scene comes up. Well, like um, the scene I just mentioned, it's forever singing in the rain and that rape scene are forever tied together in my brain and that because they're just happily doing it, you know, cutting off the clothes. Yeah. Fucking skeeves, man. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I, I and I had a I had a roommate. I had a roommate that I I, I uh, he was he was over the moon uh, for uh, for a Clockwork Orange. Um, apparently there was a there was a book um, that was put out at one point. Um, it was sort of like a Clockwork Orange uh, dictionary okay. or or like a thesaurus. So if you didn't understand, like a particular word that was used, you could look it up and just find like, like the, the comparable definition. Like if you didn't know what a droog was, you could have just yeah. looked it up. Um, yeah. that. I mean, didn't, I don't remember who wrote the book. Didn't they say he basically wrote a pseudo language for that? Or was it just deep UK slang? As far as I know, it was just like, I, I mean, it, it was, uh, I think it's probably more the latter than the former, but I, I, I don't doubt for a second that there's a, because we're starting to do it nowadays. Like we're starting with like, like uh, American language, like there's just like, if you, <laughs> if you hear, uh, you know, a Russian try to just, you know, there's no Russian word for twerk. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we're just, we've gotten lazy and stupid uh, with well, our, with I our mouth. Used the term woke with Jason the other day, and he's like, I don't know what that means. Like, wake up, you know. <laughs> and it's just like the verbiage gets bastardized so much yeah. in any vernacular that it just it, it gets so fuck the original etymology. This is what it means now, you know. But that's just it. I don't know that there is a vernacular anymore. I think there is. I think there is. There's. Uh, uh, there, there's just stages of language, uh, and and I sort of feel like that 
the the younger you are the the younger you are the more advanced you are in the in 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 this new shit and then you kind of back off of it and you realize that this thing is it's ultimately a dying rose i mean it's never going to get pressed into a book it's never going to mean anything to anybody um i i I don't know i don't know i mean but again like i said i you know cursive is going away so i mean like is is cursive of rose pressed in a book at this point too like kind of yeah in a way i mean kids aren't learning it at all anymore are they well and do you really need to know cursive to have a signature or can you just i mean can you just like distinctly draw a line with some shit and like uh hoopty swirl and, uh, I've, I've pretty much just been signing all my paperwork at work, JB, for a while now. And, I mean, it's it, it's a form of a function of a signature, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and it sucks because I think about, like, how my second grade teacher literally, I mean, almost had me pissing in my pants every day. Oh, yeah, learn, me too. To learn a, 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 a cursive cue. You know, cursive Q and a cursive Z, man. I think I've probably written them just in second grade when we were studying them. You know. And you know what, you ugly bitch. I hope you are dead right now, because uh, I still don't have to write that shit. So. Um, oh well, fuck! That reminded me of Billy Madison with the Rerudo Rizzuto thing. <laughs> uh, I, you know, they haven't made a Happy Madison movie in years and i don't think anybody's noticed that's not true at all is it he's got a huge deal with netflix he's got like a hundred thousand freaking movies coming out a year he puts out like four movies a year i but that's with that's with netflix though i mean there's no box office for netflix i mean yeah you're you're right you know i get what you're saying now yeah 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 they're straight they're straight to streaming but which I, I have no problem with with the Netflix movies. They're actually they're 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 solid. I don't not, I mean, but I guess if they were if they were great, I, I mean, you'd probably want the box office money, but maybe you'd rather have maybe you would just I mean, maybe you don't need the money anymore. Like you just want to make like I mean, subpar I, movies. <laughs> well, I wonder about that Will Smith movie that that where he he was a. Um, he was a detective with an ogre partner. That bright movie, like, did that movie need to be made, or did that movie need didn't need did, did he want that movie made so bad, or did he make that movie so other huge stars or stars that are stars but are willing yeah. to settle? Yeah, you know, are they? You know, can you slide in Netflix and be okay? Because I. I hate to admit it, but I actually watched that that fucking Kevin Nealon movie where he was like an, uh, um, on Netflix where he he was a he was a, uh, a like a he was like a science fiction writer. Okay. And then he actually ended up having to like become like a like a detective and like solve like this fucking big ass caper that was going on. I actually watched that stupid goddamn movie because the trailer was so well done. Like I was like damn this should have like miramax should have been like all over this like this, this could me almost be good and it right? was garbage and it was well yeah it was it was i i didn't i didn't finish it um i really did <laughs> and i i i was 
um, I was really super t- uh, lonely uh, whenever my family was out of town. So I, I, I took a lot of gambles. Um, oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, There's only so many times you can rewatch BoJack. And I, God, did I? I mean, I did that a lot, too. Um, I also I mean, I, I watched a, I watched a good bit of Tim and Eric, too. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, man. Um what does does a weirder is there a weirder show that gets a better draw than Tim and Eric? I don't think I, weirder. I think Eric Andre's about on par in the same wheelhouse and everything, but no, I don't think there's a weirder couple of people out there. Those how guys much are, that, well, I'm sorry. I no, see because no, I I've, I've I've watched a lot more you've watched a lot more Tim and Eric than I've watched uh, than than I, I mean, I because I've watched a lot more Eric Andre. Yeah. And I every every like every star, I swear, I don't know if they're just. I mean, because we were talking about like on screen rape, like like they're 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 the Eric Andre guests never seem to be on par with what's going on um, from I think, him. I think that's the thing. I think that's like the gimmick and i think tim and eric do the same thing and they they've literally said in interviews that they go to casting agencies and take people off the bottom of the pile so they'll be the worst of the worst and everything and don't let them in on the joke because that makes for more realistic what the fuck is going on you know yeah and i i like I was looking at clips, sorry, looking at clips eric andre and like they were playing a deal or no deal game and then they fucking ended up all shooting each other dead and i don't even remember who the uh guest was but she didn't look like she knew that was coming you know i mean it's obviously fake but she didn't know that so i even saw i mean my one of my favorite episodes is is uh the jack black episode uh, of eric andre and and he I, I again if he knew what was going on he may be the best actor <laughs> of our <laughs> generation. Oh shit! Because he was clearly he was on board for about two minutes of it. Yeah. And then the rest of it is just <laughs> it's 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 just madness. I'll have to and check it out. God, is it? I mean, and it's and I I, I like that avant garde kind of comedy. Yeah. Um, it it doesn't it doesn't work um, audibly, so I should really stop trying. Uh, however, um, you mean just l- listening to it? Yeah, know, just yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, um, I I I noticed that you know when when uh, when you start like expanding about Devin Townsend, uh, my my eye rolls do not land huh. at all. No. Um, but <laughs> uh, but just just like just like uh. uh uh, you know, when I start talking about uh, the Devil Wears Prada and the uh, the zombie EP too much, but uh, and you're like, uh, and you're like, oh man, oh, oh we got the soundboard up, nice. No, that's a, that's a sweet EP though. I, I think <laughs> it's the best thing they've done. It is, it is. It's 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 pretty it's pretty good on its own. And I know that's um, not what you were saying, but <laughs> that's all right. I, I it took me a minute to figure out that I was the one talking. Um, but good, good feeling. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I should I mean I, I think I think we need to talk just real quick though um, uh, a couple things uh, that are that are coming up um, I, I 
really been dragging my feet about this, but um, for the listeners, Darwin's Family Crest, uh, probably by the end of the week, I would imagine, um, uh, we'll have a Facebook page and, um, you know, uh, feel free to tag us in there. Um, the, the Instagram is, uh, is there, it's, um, it's coming along. Uh, I hit a, I, hit, I sort of hit a, a hiccup, uh, on my own end, um, with, uh, some of the, some of the content that I wanted to do on there. I was trying to like shop a, uh, uh the idea of, um, a, uh, uh, doing a comic strip with Jeremy and I. Um, and I'm hitting, I'm hitting a couple of roadblocks with it. Um, but I, see, I sort of see it going better, um, uh, in the coming months, uh, yeah. just for the simple reason that, um, I, we, we had a, we sort of had a cork clear, uh, in a way. So, uh, there was a, there was a little bit of a bottleneck and, and the cork kind of cleared itself a little bit. So, uh, it, it's not necessarily third party, but, um, I got a, I got a, 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 a tip from, from, a from, a, from a fan, um, I'm going to keep him anonymous, but I appreciate your help, brother. Um, so I think maybe uh, we're going to open that up a little, little bit. Um, uh, the uh, uh, So that's, yeah, that's the Instagram. And again, like I said, the Facebook is, is uh, I would say, Ending just even on I own. its way, man. Yeah, um, it's a it's a process just like anything else. But um, I, I'd be I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and because uh, you brought it up earlier. Um, uh uh, you and Jason have a little project, and uh, I mean, I feel like you know you can. Oh, go ahead. It's, it's barely got off the ground yet. Uh, we're calling it Problematic Cast. Uh, it'll be on Podbean as well. I'll uh, once we get the Facebook up, I'll probably just start linking both of our shows on that because I mean, all the exposure the better. I get the feeling we're going to have some spillover between shows to each other's shows, so that'll be good. Um, yeah, it's just going to discuss shit that's problematic in this world, our takes on it and stuff, and I don't know. Like I said, we're just starting up. We're trying. He's getting really excited to do it, so I'm excited to continue doing it. Ideally, uh, ideally, I'd like to make this both of our full-time jobs, you know? Sure. Uh, Could you imagine? I, Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm... I, I, that's what we're in this for. So, Absolutely. Uh, and and you know, again, it's I'm sure it's easy for uh, for my partner to endorse it. Um, but um, I listened to the first episode, and uh, um, it's it's. I mean, I you, again, there's there how, how many <laughs> how much chemistry can can two brothers have? I mean, oh, so yeah. we've known each other for a while, so <laughs> it's a, yeah, no, no, it's a super great flow. It really is. Um, um, I've actually found I have, uh, I, which is odd to be debuting this on the on the show at this point. I actually have better uh, better chemistry with Jason, um, uh, but it's 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 um, uh, you know, we we I'm, I'm I'm faithful is what I am, and loyal. Uh, for, for, that, for that for that matter <laughs> uh but but yeah uh, again like i said uh yeah, yeah problematic cast is out there uh, uh the brew breaker brothers are on facebook so uh look them up uh and uh, uh for, for god's sakes uh save the sea for satan uh, <laughs> got to. uh we're, we're trying to come up with good problematic titles to like 
draw people but also repel people if that makes any fucking sense like people know what they're getting into when they uh open that up i think but you know yeah we're a little more cryptic um, yeah 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 I, I, you don't know what you're getting here at this point uh uh you i mean we it's no. it's it's like a nice little package from Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> Wait, he was uh, the Unabomber, right? He was. He the, was. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Did you know and, there's uh, a theory? Did you know there's a theory that he was the Zodiac? Uh, I I didn't know that. I actually didn't think the uh, uh, the time matched up. Is that? Is, yeah, when the Zodiac stopped, there was like a lull for a couple years, and then. Uh, Unabomber started mailing packages, and the thing with Zodiac, despite the letters and stuff, there was no mo. He every one of his kills was different and stuff. So like, they think he just switched his mo. And I mean, I I don't think there's enough evidence to pin that on him. And I think, especially via his uh, manifesto and shit, he would have definitely admitted to being the zodiac you know yeah but then again are you are you wired to be two different types of killer i mean this kind of goes this is kind of nature versus nurture at this point like like which like that's like i mean isn't it really that it would be like walking around with two left shoes like one day you're you know like one day you're dreaming of taking out oklahoma city the other (laughs) the next day you're yeah you know, you're wearing a different hat. I just, I, I don't, I, 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 it's, it's interesting. I mean, and that's, that was, it's odd. It, it, it's, it, cause I was, I was kind of heading down that road, uh, to pose that, like, like, you know, you're, you know, you can only be driven to do so many things in this world, you know, and you sort of figure out early on, like what you're good at. Yeah. And, you know, when you know when you find your niche i I mean regardless of what it is is like you're sort of working against nature if you're not acting towards working towards your strengths yeah i agree i've felt like i should be doing a radio show for a long time and this is as close as it gets so I mean, this is perfectly fine with me, and then we don't have to listen to the same fucking Carrie Underwood song forty thousand times a week and stuff, you know. I buy that too, but I mean, with that being said, I, 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 I you know, maybe this is the the steamiest Darwin's Family Crest hot take we've ever done, but, um, you know, you're you're a hell of a musician too, so, I mean, ah. maybe that's you know like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's but been a are, while. Are, I, I basically just doodle around on garage band and shit at this point. But yeah, I used to play guitar. I used to sing. I used to do a lot of shit, but, but are you, know. are you working, are you working against yourself by, by not, you know, no, I think ideally I would like to see this get to a format that we could do live shows. And to me, that's the exact same thing, whether I'm singing or whether I'm putting on a live podcast, it's the same thing. I like to perform in front of people, you know, I always liked, I felt like I always thrived when I would play a battle of the bands or something, I would fucking thrive in that, like 
the nervousness in it and stuff. Like I couldn't eat an hour before I went on stage or something because I'd get all fucking butterfly. But the second the first chord starts, I'm ready to go, you know? Sure. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a question. I mean, like I said, I, I'm not trying to poke the bear, um, but poke the bear. <laughs> and, you know, uh, for someone, I mean, because again, you know, we talked about it a couple couple shows ago, but um, you know, I I feel my most comfortable in a kitchen, and I, um, I I mean, honestly, it's probably where I developed most of my verbiage, most of my most of my cynicism. Uh, but I'm always honing my craft. I'm I I I cook at home three four nights a week, so I I mean, and I I, I mean, again, I'm not I'm not on stage you know, doing it, but, uh, I want to make sure that I don't fall off. No, but that is your stage. When you're, when you're a chef, your kitchen is your stage, you know? I I suppose, but I mean, am I doing, am I, I mean, I'm not doing the public a disservice because I'm not cooking for them right now. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing like, I'm doing a public, I'm doing the public a disservice by, by missing a show because I want to make a frittata. Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm, I, I can, I can make people happy. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I, I, I love our fans, but I'd sooner make my family happy with, with the food that I cook. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm, I, I, again, it, it doesn't get more heartfelt than that, but I know the musician, um, is, is a truly torn artist because, um, you know the, the 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 best work is done largely, I would imagine, alone. Uh, but but the uh, that's the, true to a point. But I mean, like I felt like I really grew as a musician once I started playing in a band structure. Like there's a certain plateau you get to that. I mean, you could play tablature or learn music or whatever and teach yourself to noodle on the guitar, but you're not really gonna get the full effect until you have a full rhythm section and a singer and all that you know once you have that band together that's why we've been doing bands since prehistoric times you know i mean when a certain group of somebody's making a melody somebody's making percussion and somebody's grunting whatever i mean that's that's a band at that point i lost track of what i was even getting at there but you know what i'm saying well, the lonely tambourine and the lonely triangle. I mean, they, <laughs> they, uh, you know, they, there's, there's a place somewhere for that. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. somebody, some, somebody, somebody can probably play uh, the Black Parade, find out how to do a G uh, on maracas uh, at some point uh, if, if you wanted to get that route. If somebody can beat Dark Souls on a fucking garage band. Uh, controller somebody could do that you know <laughs> like, or the n64 donkey kong bongos oh I'm, shit yeah that I'm, happened too i think yeah um i can't can't be quoted on that but um it's almost pop quiz time uh which means it is pop quiz time uh i've got one um i i i'm not gonna i'm only gonna frame this with just an example okay. uh, largely um uh, popular bands um, from uh, you can you can pick one from I, I guess any 
particular um, decade prior to this one, um, or prior to any that I'm gonna that I'm gonna reference. Maybe ones that we were ahead of at this point. Um, but the uh, the Beatles weren't really known for playing necessarily like love songs. Um, uh, you know, Led's uh, 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 sorry, not Led, yeah, Led Zeppelin wasn't largely known for playing. Uh, love songs, but they still, you know, they found a way to do all my love, you know, yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, Van Halen, uh, you know, largely did songs about partying and stuff like that and getting laid. But, um, but, you know, they found a way under Hagar to do, uh, why can't this be love yep. from 1984? Um, you got a band out there, you got a band that you like that, that has done, you know, they they don't do they don't do love songs, but they they found a way to do a love song that you can tolerate. Oh yeah, absolutely. Do you have any in mind or? Yeah, I got I, I got a I got a couple. Um, I don't have to go, but you, I can definitely I can definitely lead if you no, like. No, I mean Nine Inch Nails, the song, the fragile, just it, it blows my mind how beautiful that's song is from start to finish and it's nine inch nails is not something that is love you know adjacent even and that song just feels like one of the most heartfelt screaming my guts out things oh my god i love that song if you don't know it you should check it out yeah it's yeah it's a a, a title track yeah yeah what uh you might have to give an example before I can think of another one. Yeah, sure. No worries. Um, I actually think, uh, the, uh, the used found a way, um, to do two on one album, uh, on their self-titled album. Um, the, the easiest one to come up with is blue and yellow. Um, just cause it sounds so much different from cause it's, it's, it's between a box full of sharp objects and yeah. uh, uh, oh my god, I don't remember the name of the ninth the ninth track on the first album, but um, I, it just again the, the the meter, the mood, everything slows down. Um, just I, I I mean even if it's even if you're talking about lost love, um, it's still it's still relevant to me. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's a there's a a, a romantic bit about poetic tragedy uh track five on that album it's my favorite track on that album um i i I don't know like i said it's 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 it seems passionate i don't know if it was meant to be written that way but it definitely reads passionate to me um uh god i'm having a hell of a time thinking of another example i know exactly the type of song you're talking about i guess i just don't adhere to love songs too much well, I got, I, I'll just, I mean, maybe I can extrapolate. I, it, cause, cause again, Bert's a, Bert's a little, a little funny in his own way. So, I mean, you don't, you don't know that everything that he's talking about isn't about how he misses somebody or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going um, to leave him with that, but, um, uh, it wasn't a great album. Uh, the I think the only song that was released on the radio from it was Megalomania. But here in my room, off of the crow left of the murder, 
by Incubus. Yeah. There, it's it's just got this like sultry quality to it, and I I I just I mean, it's it doesn't obviously hurt. I mean, I'm a hetero guy. I, just thinking about Brandon Boyd singing about that, you know, singing that song to somebody he cares about, and it's not me. Um, yeah. But it, it's I mean, it's just there's just you know there's there's this this warmth. Um, it's just not there. I mean, it's, it's, it's not there. I mean, like it's, it, it reminds you of just how far they were able to kind of get away from that whole entire science album and a certain, a certain shade of green. Yeah. And, um, and I, again, which again, science is my favorite incubus album that they did. Um, really? Absolutely. Yeah. That's I like that new record. skin on it. Right. Yeah. New skin. And yeah, I, I love, I love that whole album. I could listen to that album front to back. I just, it's, it's so, it's so good. And that's another one of those albums that that album could not exist now. It couldn't, ex- it could only exist no. in 1998. Yeah. So I agree with that. I'm going to go back and check that out this week, I think, because it's been a while since I listened to Incubus. You should, you should. It's, 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 um, I mean, it, it, not, not even for nostalgia purposes, but, um, I, I sort of, I kind of went backwards too with a with um, uh, some some newer music that I was listening to. Uh, uh, Patrick actually uh, 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 tagged a band, uh, Johnny Booth, and it reminds me a lot of Every Time I Die, and a little bit of like He Is Legend. So I went back and listened listened to um, uh, the first Every Time I Die album, and man, was I mean, is that a solid album? Uh, that was one with the new black on it. Uh, I uh, only recently started listening to them too. That might have even been a suggestion by you. I need yeah. to check out that first album, I guess. What the hell do I have on here? There's a couple songs that I've stumbled on by them that I really like. That it, like I could see myself falling deeply for every time I die. Um, what the fuck is it called? This is good radio right here. Um, map change on low teens is a fucking amazing song. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I could go on, but I'm not. I'm not gonna look at my phone while we're talking here. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, and it's. I guess. I guess honorable mention just because we talked about it before. Uh, about how the the song just needs a, it needs a uh it needs a super romantic video tied to it is Rose by uh, a Perfect Circle. Oh, um, that whole yeah. album should have been a video album like <laughs> the wall or something that yeah. whole album was amazing yeah i i i don't i mean that's that that's one that's probably going to get dug out uh before the end of the end of the week here well uh, and i mean the tool fan in me was drawn in by judith and then the rest of the album couldn't be further from judith and the rest of the band i would say like everything they've put out has been pretty far removed from Judith, but Meridanoms is a fucking amazing, solid first album I ever pirated in my life at school. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. No oh, yeah. Because we had a T1 connection at the high school I went to, and I uh, was using the art computer, and we were using Napster back in the day one song at a time <laughs> fucking i constructed the uh album from one mp3 at a time downloading on limewire when i could get away with it and 
man, you you wouldn't do that in a high school today. They'd shut you down right away. Yeah. Well, you can't. I mean, yeah, you can't pirate. I mean, you can't pirate anything. <laughs> you you, you but, walk. Well, yeah. I mean, my my brother Jason, me, and my buddy Brandon used to take video game emulators and literally put them on a. Christ, it might have even been a floppy in 98, 99, 2000. It might have been a thumb drive, but I don't remember. Anyhow, we would bring in the uh, emulators for Super Nintendo games, and we would have Super Nintendos on every fucking computer there. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, emulators were all, I mean, they were the only thing to have for uh probably a two to three year period. I mean, because you could, you didn't need, even need a fucking comparable, like, I mean, I, I, I you didn't even have to have a, a the specific, excuse me, uh, a controller for what you were using it for. I mean, nope. any, sta- any standard computer controller would play any game, uh, from any particular format at that point. Yep. Um, I always, I, I always, I, I thought that I thought the the Nintendo emulators were always the best though, just because uh, there would always there, there'd be somebody that snuck a couple of SNES games on there, and they were only the ones that you would that you would have wanted them to sneak on there. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, the <laughs> um, one last thing, and then I because I, I, we were talking about uh, I, I, want, I want to do a little bit of cleanup here for um, uh, a, a past episode. Um, I, I never got more patriotic in the world than when I played uh, the Nintendo dodgeball game um, on my roommate's uh, Nintendo emulator on his computer. Um, Because you, you, I mean, I, it there was just always something playing against the USSR. I mean, (laughs) it just, it just, it, man, it just, I mean, it it brought out the red, 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 blue. Yep. I'm telling you. Yeah, because you just, I mean, you just wanted to hit that sickle. That's all you wanted what's, to do. What's this about cleanup on our non-fact-checking podcast? So, um, <laughs> just maybe not, maybe not cleanup, but uh, just just an update. Um, we did uh, we did uh, briefly cover uh, the women's uh, uh, World Cup uh, uh, in episode thirteen. Uh, I believe it was called thirteen to nothing, or a thirteen to zero, or a thirteen to nil, whatever you like. At this awesome. point. Um, yeah, uh, where we were celebrating uh, 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 the U.S.'s win um, and aggregate score over Thailand and how they were uh, uh, got their tits busted for celebrating. Um, well, that particular women's soccer team um, ended up taking down the Women's mm-hmm. World Cup, which is uh, which again they they were not qualifying games; they were actual uh, World Cup games. Um, they beat the Netherlands two to one in. First France. They actually took down France uh, in in uh, in Lyon. Um, uh, the, the match before that. So uh, again, we want to congratulate our uh, women's uh, World Cup team, Darwin's Family Crest, uh, um, and we hope that at some point, uh, maybe uh, at least half of us hope uh, that there is a uh, <laughs> that there's an equal pay thing going on there. Yeah. Uh, not just because they just won that one game uh, and that. By the way, the ratings for for that that final that uh, World Cup final game for the women's was yeah. a 10.0. That actually beat every finals game for the NBA, the Stanley Cup, 
Man. In the last games one through four for the last five years. When there's no question if they should be. There's no question in 2019 if they should be getting paid equally anyhow. It's fucking ridiculous. If you're if you're getting, I mean, if look if it's based on just on TV revenue, your draw is there. Okay, like again, let's not the fuck out of it. This country is stupid at this point. If if you think that being a man versus being a woman versus being a patriot playing soccer for your fucking country matters a goddamn in this world, yeah. I guess. So again, let's quit being stupid. Let's get these girls paid. Or, I'm sorry, these women paid. That's even patronizing. So, but um, I digress. Um, we would like to thank, uh, if not for me, for uh, lending us a title track uh, to our show. Um, again. After the currents out there, um, Bill Frame is track five on there. We suggest you. Uh, it's a scorcher it. of an end to a EP. I'll tell you what. Like Absolutely. I, I almost made our uh, song first ones free, but like just the intro to that closing track on that EP, man. I was like, this is it right here. This is the song. Absolutely. Um, again. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Um, and uh, I think that uh, that's where we're 17 in, are we? Is it 17? Yeah, that's 17. Wow. As, oh you, as you said before, our baby can watch Showgirls finally. Well, I mean, without, yeah, without, without getting arrested at this point. That's how I'm quadi rock demonstratum children. No we'll see you next time. All right. Yeah. Cheers.